Hello. Hello. This is Elena. And this is James. And we are doing our Club de Club de Cuervos podcast. It's season one, episode eight, Ayator. Yes, Ayator. And what did you think of this episode? <laughs> this was a very interesting episode uh, in a much different format than previous episodes. Uh, we got to see a documentary about Ayator. Mm-hmm. And, and who is Ayator for people who are joining the podcast <laughs> in the eighth episode for some reason? <laughs> Silly people. Uh, he is their the new star player that they have brought from Spain at great expense. And hey, who brought him? Oh, uh, it was very much, uh, it was very much Chava. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's, oh, we'll say 90% Chava, 10% Mr. Governor. Oh, yes, the governor. Okay. So let's start with the first scene. And first part is the blackboard that's, that uh, says, the player is not interfering or seeking to gain an advantage. Then he should be Bill Shakily. Okay, <laughs> I, my uh, my text editor uh, corrected his name to Shakily instead of Shakily, <laughs> and that was the English translation of the words that was that were presented. Here is the actual translation from Elena. If a player is not interfering with the play or chasing an advantage, then they are not playing. That sounds like a better translation. Well, you're not looking at it right now. (laughs) That's what it does mean. Yeah. Okay. So then we have a highlight reel of Ayator on and off the field. Mm -hmm. Fans and... Okay. I'm trying to get my my zoom right. Zoom out. Okay. Fans in the stadium are cheering. He is one of the most renowned athletes and controversial celebrities. Ayator has had trouble on every team he's played on. His ex-fiance hates him. He's medicated, so Ayator, Ayator thinks he is mature. So he got some medication for his problems, so now he thinks he's fine. Mm-hmm. And Nacion Football goes in-depth with Ayator in this documentary. Yes. Yes. Seems like he's a lot of trouble. He is a lot of trouble. What else did you take from that uh, section? No, nothing else. It's, he's a lot of trouble. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what comes next? Okay. Isabel does an exclusive interview with the producer about Ayator signing with the Cuervos. Isabel calls the team her home. Mm-hmm. I liked that the producer started with Isabel. Mm-hmm. And it's the same producer from the previous episodes. Yeah, I didn't realize that until the end. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was just a random person. Well, it was near the end I realized, oh, that's the guy that she was talking to at the end of the previous episode. That's what she was planning. So 
I'm not always quick on the uptake. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Chava tells the camera that he is more qualified to run the team than his father was when he bought the team because he has learned how to run the team through osmosis. Chava, in, in uh, those things, parentheses, I wrote, Chava did not use the word osmosis. I did because I graduated from high school. <laughs> yes, that did seem like he was trying to say that. Just because I've been here, I've been soaking it up effortlessly. I'm just, I'm just a natural. He hasn't played or coached a team before. He just has, has apparently done drugs with the players <laughs> with uh, naked ladies in pools. Yes, he was basically saying, yes, I'm entitled. Mm-hmm. So then Isabel says bringing in Ayator could be destructive. Mm-hmm. And then Ayator travels to Cuba. He travels from Spain to Cuba before arriving in Mexico City. Yes, they say. Oh, we had to make an emergency stop in Cuba, but still you see his, uh, I guess it's his Instagram pictures of him riding on a canyon and a on can. a, a canyon and playing <laughs> on a beach. Yes, a canyon. So. And the fans have gathered to meet Ayator. He exits a door after buttoning up with a disheveled airport employee. Mm-hmm. Then Chava and Hugo Chavez pick up Ayator and his manager from the airport in a limo. Yes, and you don't immediately know that it is, it's his manager. No, it's, it's, it's just this guy who's traveling with him. It is a three-hour drive from Mexico City to Nuevo Toledo. And two hours in, the manager announces this is unacceptable. I get there. Oh, yes. Chava wants the town and himself to be known worldwide. Okay, so the, the three-hour thing, I think, came from the Nacion football uh, announcers because they said, it's a town three hours away from Nuevo Toledo. Yeah. And Chava tells, tells the people, the documentarian, that he wants everyone to know who he is. Uh, and then Ayator's manager complains that they have been in the car for over two hours, Chava denies it, even though time exists. <laughs> yes, he thinks he can just say, no, it isn't. I don't think it's been that long. He says it's just traffic in Mexico City. It, like, that doesn't, that doesn't, after the, I mean, yeah, that doesn't deny the time, though. Mm-hmm. Fernando, Ayator's manager, makes sure there are no surprises. That's his job. Mm-hmm. What else do you have to say about Fernando. Uh, nothing. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> Fernando says that Chavez said the town was near Mexico City. Ayator expected pyramids. Yes. I guess he thought he'd be seeing pyramids in the place that they were, not realizing that there aren't just pyramids everywhere in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nothing else? <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I don't know where the pyramids are. The welcome ceremony in Nuevo Toledo broke up and the governor left because it started in the morning and they didn't get there till the afternoon. Chava tells him about the meager offering of the Nuevo Toledo town square. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to talk it up, trying to make it sound good. And he's talking about Houston and uh, how Houston is, one of, the, I think, the fourth largest city in the United States. And then Fernando asks the... Why don't you move the town, the, the, the team to Houston then? And Chava doesn't have an answer. 
Then Ayatollah the house. Ayatollah does not approve of the lodgings. Yes, this was uh, this was funny. This was uh, as, according to uh, uh, Hugo Chavez. This is the uh, Hugo. I did it again. Hugo Sanchez. Sanchez. I, <laughs> Hugo Chavez does not want to be a part of this production. Hugo, comma Chavez's assistant. Yes. Um, keeps. Uh, he's saying like, "Oh, this is the second best house in town." And they kind of look at him, well, why aren't we in the best house in town? It, it didn't look remarkable. I mean, it looked, it looked fine. Like, it, yeah, no, it looked fine. It's a house mm-hmm. in Nuevo Toledo. I don't, apparently Ayator does not have the capacity to do Googling on Nuevo Toledo and know what to expect before he signed this contract. But apparently neither does his uh, manager either. What's he useful for? We'll see later. Okay. Ayator then tours Chava's house. Mary hides, Mary Lou's hides behind a corner. Fernando doesn't like Chava's house either. Chava wants to make Ayator happy. Yes, I, I like the little scene where Mary Lou's walked out, saw them, turned around, and went, went back again. And this is all still in documentary form. Mm-hmm. This is like, you know, they're still be fo- being followed around by a camera and they're conscious of the camera. So it has kind of like documentary slash reality show feel through the entire episode, which no other episodes have really done. Mm-hmm. Ayator is going to take a hel- is going to take the helicopter to a Four Seasons in DF. Mm-hmm. It's going to be using that helicopter a lot, I think. Yeah, it would have made sense for them to take the helicopter... From Mexico City, if he's taking it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was wondering about that, especially with how uh, uh, how Chava wants to use the helicopter, you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, then we get to Goyo, who is eating in a restaurant. <laughs> yes, it was amusing to see him again. And he was polite to the person who uh, brought his food. Mm-hmm. He tells the the camera, he thinks hiring Ayator is a distraction from Chava's antics. Yeah. Go ahead and ask what's going on. Then Chava describes a picture at the club twice. It's a picture of the stadium, and he's trying to tell a story about how it was built. And yeah, They use both cuts. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess he didn't think his first story was good enough, and so... Well, he, he, mentioned, the, he mentioned something about the governor... Uh, the, the governor helping them get it uh, done or helping them being able to afford it. And he's like, oh, well, not the current governor. It was the previous governor. The current governor only cares about the people. <laughs> we shouldn't use this take. Let's do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he said, it's a stadium. It's nice. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Then the next day, Ayator arrives late at the stadium. I think he arrives 40 minutes late. And then... Felix tells the camera he is excited about the possibilities that Ayator brings. Mm-hmm. And Felix is very upbeat. In the locker room, Chava introduces Ayator to the team. Tony hugs Ayator. The, si- the team sings the Cuervo song for Ayator and squawks at the end. Yes. Like crows. <laughs> he, uh, oh, yeah, and uh, I, those uh, Tony hugs him. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Yes. 
And Hotro is excited to have Ayator there, and he greets Ayator with his penis hanging out. Yes, that's how he expresses his. That, that's how he expresses welcoming welcoming Ayator to the team is to walk around without his towel on, nothing but a uh, a uh, sensor pixels dangling in front of him. Yes, and then there's a there's another scene later. I forgot where it was where. I think it's after a game or a practice, and then Ayator is just showered, and uh, Fernando was there, and he left, and then uh, Ayator is putting his penis into his his uh, boxer briefs, and Potro, and I, I think it's Moises, or Quao, are sitting and looking at him. <laughs> I missed that scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it should be this this one. And so, so so it implies that Potro is no longer the the person in the club who has the largest penis. <laughs> and he looks upset about that, uh-huh. or, or mostly sur- surprised. And then Tony asks Tony asks Mister Cardonet to sign his soccer ball. Then when he does, someone throws something in Tony's face. Yeah. But Tony's still happy that he got his ball signed and it's not for his cousin, it's for him. Yes. Then Chava takes a selfie with Ayator on the empty field while there while he and Ayator and Fernando and Hugo Chavez are walking around the field. Mm-hmm. And Chava and Hugo Sun Hugo, Hugo Sanchez. Hugo Sanchez, you did it too. <laughs> Hugo, I was I was gonna call him Hugo Santos. But his name is Hugo Sanchez. Sorry, Hugo. Take Ayator, and if I didn't call Hugo Chavez, did I? <laughs> yes, you did. Some controversial world leader. Hugo <laughs> Chavez is wandering around Nuevo Toledo with Chava. How did Netflix cast him? <laughs> I don't know. Everybody likes to be part of Hollywood in books. <laughs> Chava and Hugo Sanchez take Ayator and Fernando on a lackluster tour of the Cuero's accomplishments in the stadium. Mm-hmm. And then Hugo Chavez says, oh, here's some here's some souvenirs. And then he knocks over something and breaks something Yeah, he breaks out. one of the souvenirs. Then Chavez says that this is the greatest mo- moment in Mexican football history and thinks if Pele was alive, he would be impressed. The producer informs Chavez that Pele <laughs> is still alive. Chavez says it was a metaphor. <laughs> Yes, suggesting that he doesn't quite know what a metaphor is. Or that Pele is alive. Oh, boy. Okay. Freddie Palacini thinks that in the right environment, Ayator could be a useful asset. He doesn't come out and say that this is the right uh, environment. And then I was trying to write that, that someone else appeared on the screen. It seemed like... Like, you're supposed to know who this person is. He's some guy in a suit. And he says, he he talks about how uh, you have to know how to manage your players. It's something about how he's not sure that, that Freddie Pausini is going to know how to manage Ayator, who is a uh, world-class player. And mm-hmm. it's something like that. So, yeah, so there's doubts that that this is going to work because of uh, how you have to handle a player like Ayator. Mm-hmm. Ayator now has a penthouse condo in Mexico City, one of the best in the country. Yes. And then 
uh, Hugo Sanchez thinks that he's going to stay down with them. Fernando closes the door on him. Mm-hmm. And he's stuck outside. Apparently, and I just started labeling these things with any numbers, too. <laughs> okay, apparently Chava purchased the penthouse without telling the board. Felix is, uh, so everyone's yelling at Chava. Felix and the governor do not want this volatile board meeting film. Felix runs out the camera person. Yeah, it's like they don't realize at first that there's a, a camera outside catching the beginning of the meeting. And they're uh, they're yeah you know yelling at uh, Chava for spending so much money and he's like what it's not a big deal and he doesn't understand that the the as Felix pointed out the contract includes one house not not multiple houses especially not a penthouse in Mexico City which doesn't make sense because mm-hmm. it's another way of showing that Chava wants. Chava does not know how to manage people at all, mm-hmm. and that he doesn't know, understand how to manage this uh, type of situation other than just hanging out with Ayator and making sure his needs are met. He doesn't understand that he's not the team, he's only one person, mm-hmm. and uh, that, that trying to just say, oh, you have all your needs met doesn't mean that this is going to be a good situation for the business. As people warned him, but he didn't listen. Yeah. And, and somehow no one, no one thought, oh, maybe if Chava is going to be, if this is Chava's decision, maybe we should get someone to help Chava, making sure he knows how to manage relationships, because that is not his strength. <laughs> As he, has, he only has two dumb friends, and he lives with his, <laughs> with his dead father's girlfriend. Yes, he doesn't seem to have any quality people around him that he actually listens to. And Felix is asked about the play. Is asked about the players Felix previously wanted and the eight-year plan. He ends the interview and asks the producer if he thinks he is Jose Ramon Fernandez, mm-hmm. whom I looked up and is apparently an investigative reporter. Mm-hmm. Yes, he, Felix did not like uh, talking about uh, what happened with the players that he wanted and couldn't get. Yeah, his mood has changed from the previous Talking Head interview. Yeah, earlier he seemed upbeat about this. He doesn't seem happy about it anymore. Chava tells Pausini that he can't make Ayator train every day if he doesn't want to. Fernando asks to speak to Chala. Ayator wants to be the team captain, not Moises, and he wants Moises' number 10 jersey as well. Yeah, yeah, this is... He has the... Uh, um, doesn't he have his manager ask for it, rather than asking for it directly? Yes. Yeah. And uh, you know, this seems really sleazy. Well, yeah, so for one, he's not at practice Mm -hmm. so he's not actually practicing with the team and second he has well fernando's his manager and that's what fernando's supposed to do but that's something that should have been discussed before the contract was signed Mm -hmm. because that wasn't part of the contract obviously yeah and it doesn't it doesn't make sense to to assume that you're captain of the team especially when you're not there. <laughs> right. And, and he, this is just him wanting to, you know, put down Moises and make sure that, uh, make sure that 
Itor gets to be top dog. Well, it's it's not. I I I don't think that Itor even has a a clue of 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 putting. I don't think he has an animosity towards Moises. If he was if he was asking just for the um, to be captain, I'd say yeah, he just wants to be captain. But the extra uh, the extra insult of taking his number. Well, the well, I looked it up because oh. I because I had to do my research on the on the show. <laughs> Yay! And and the it, it wasn't that he wanted Moises's jersey. Mm-hmm. He wanted the number ten jersey that Moises had. So the number ten represents that you're the best player on the team. Oh, okay. I didn't know that the number had that special significance. Well, I was. Listen to what the people said, so I had to look it up. Okay. Is that what? I don't know. I said okay. Yeah, before that, you're gonna. Uh, Is that on all soccer? Oh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is is that on all uh, football and soccer teams? Uh, I don't know. Or is that just something in the show? I know it's not something in the show. It's it's. uh, It's a real life thing. It's a real life thing because I'm showing my uh, I'm showing my football ignorance. That's why I looked it up because I do (laughs) research on the Googles. Well, I okay. Well, I didn't look it up because I had just assumed that he specifically wanted it because it was Moises and he wanted to put down Moises. Hello. Okay, yeah. <laughs> let's go back to what we were talking about. The number ten jersey. So that is a real thing. Yes. yes. And uh, it's something I looked up. And uh, so, so it's not just that he wants to put okay. Moises down. I make that. That makes that makes sense. Okay. It was not as personal as I thought it was. It it was not personal. It's a it's a concept that I Ayator has an inflated sense of self mm-hmm. that he thinks that he should be that he is very in, in the similar way that Chava uh, does. He thinks that he should have titles and um, status because of who he is. Although Ayator has actually done something mm-hmm. <laughs> and been to two World Cups, whereas Chava has done. Nothing comparable mm-hmm. in business. It's not like Chava ran his own his own business in anything. Like he didn't even work for the soap factory. Yeah, he's done nothing. He's he has even like run run uh, some sort of I don't know like worked on Wall Street or painted houses or anything. He just <laughs> was like, yeah, I I should be president because that's my inheritance. Whereas Ayator actually has a reason for thinking that he should have the number 10 jersey and be team captain because he has a, a, he has actually earned his way into that level uh, in the uh, football industry but he hasn't done anything with the team yes he which, has not earned this place up in the crows he has not especially since he can't even show up to practice every day yeah. so then uh, the next scene Chavez speaks to Moises during practice on the field and this is all shown silently Moises does not take the news well. Chava is upset as well. Yeah, this was a well done scene. Um, you you don't get the audio; you just kind of see their body language of how uh, uh, like Chava doesn't want to be there, and Moises realizing what he's being asked and how angry he is. Um, 
and uh, and then uh, then later in the next next scene or two when you hear uh, Chava talking about it, it's like oh we you know we all sat down together and talked mm-hmm. about it. You know, Moises says that. Oh yeah, Moises says that. That's right. But he 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 represents it much differently than it actually happened. Hmm. Then Goyo can't believe that Chava took away the captainship and the ten jersey from Moises. He warns that giving one player that much power means you work for him. Mm-hmm. Which Chava's already been doing. Mm-hmm. Moises tells the camera that he had no problem giving his title and number to Ayator. Yes. He's trying to put a trying to put a happy face on this and uh, trying to blow it off like it's not a big deal. Even though, you know, we know that it is. Then Isabel says she would do things differently if she were president. Mm-hmm. Then Chava yells... Okay. Then Chava yells at the team about winning. Then he leaves the rock locker room with Patty. <laughs> That's the only time we see Patty in this episode, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Apparently she is not working on the documentary. Mm-hmm. Pocho tells the team about the Make-A-Wish child he met and says they will win the game for him. Chava says if they win the game, he will play for all of Santino's treatments. Moises tells Chava the boy already died. Oh, this scene was so embarrassing. <laughs> It was sad. <laughs> it just it just showed how uh, how much uh, Chava was not paying attention to what was going on, and uh, um, it was just it was sad <laughs> on multiple levels. Yes, other many people started crying after Chava said that. Mm-hmm. Isabel says you shouldn't fraternize with the players because they need to respect your authority. In parentheses, me, even though she was married to a player which the producer doesn't mention. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. She doesn't know if the players respect her brother, and Chava is not her boss. Yeah. So, uh, so I agree with this. And, and Chava, and of course, Chava thinks that, he, I mean, he, he really just doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's still, as president, he still seems to have think that he has the same relationship that he did with the players when he was, I guess, the team ambassador or one or whatever it was his title was. And and even though Isabel was married to the the cap not the captain, the goalie on the team, it didn't it didn't have the same sort of uh uh situation because uh, they respected her and mm-hmm. they didn't necessarily like her but it, it wasn't an it wasn't an issue in the way that Chava seems to think that he is all the he's a friend of all the team members even though he isn't and that he doesn't know how to how to be a good business person as mm-hmm. well so he's just lacking in all areas yeah Chava says he likes to draw outside of the lines. <laughs> There's this point where he, I guess he said that when he was given coloring books, <laughs> that he would. He said, "Oh, you're supposed to draw, and then you put it in the little the little lines, and you draw." I said, "I'm just gonna draw outside the lines." <laughs> okay. 
Felix speaks to the team in the locker room and apologizes on behalf of the management for the transitional bumps. Tony asks Felix if it's true that Ayator will not attend the pregame meeting. Felix says Ayator will be there. But then he's not there. No. In a pool, Ayator says he will not be at the meeting. He shakes his bottom at the camera. (laughs) Yes. Again, Felix is actually being a good... I think that little bottom shake was his main contribution to this episode. Okay. (laughs) I mean, they eventually won the game against the Chivas, which is a real team. Did they win the game? I mean, we learned that in the next episode. Okay. Oh, I didn't We didn't see the game. Yeah, I don't remember that from this episode. So, So, Felix, again, is acting as the actual person running the team and running the business, uh, whereas Shala just doesn't know what to do at all or even know how to say, hey, this is, we're going through a change. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still want to make sure that all of you are happy as our employees who are making up the bulk of the team. Yeah. Okay, so then Fernando drives Ayator in a golf cart to the press conference. Chava and Felix argue backstage. Chava... Felix tells Chava there is still time to get out of Ayator's contract. To preserve his image, Chava doesn't want to back out because people are calling him President Phony. Yeah, this this scene was interesting because this is part of the documentary still. They're not. It's like they're neither of them is aware they're on camera through this whole scene, and well, neither of them notices it. Well, yeah, because they they don't seem to realize that that uh, they're might, and that if you have the like. They don't seem to understand fully how, how camera the cameras works. are always on. <laughs> they're, if, they're, if they're there, the camera's on, and they've mic'd you, or they have a mic somewhere, so that so that they told you the documentary's happening. So so yes. Yeah, they're uh, they're letting more information slide than they probably intended. And how did you feel about their interaction? Um. I like that Felix is, you know, giving Shava good advice, but of course Shava is, as always, ignoring it. And uh, his priorities are in the wrong place. He's worried about what people will think about him rather than whether the uh, whether the team is in a good place. Mm-hmm. And instead of actually doing something about being called President Phony, he just keeps going on. The same path. Yes, he but, remains on the phony cor- on the phony course. But he, but it is a it's definitely a what is it? A reflection of real business people making a decision and just going with it because it's their decision and they don't want to back down. Uh, Let Chava be Chava. It's, uh, it's a uh, reminds me of an exercise that we did in business school about. Um, the, 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 let's see, the, our teacher, the best, uh, she, uh, said that we're going to do an experiment about bidding on a $20 bill, and it's a real $20 bill, there's nothing, um, there's no catch to this game, uh, you just, everyone who wants to play can bid on the bill, and we'll start at a dollar, and we'll see how much the $20 bill goes for. There's so an auction. Yeah, there's an okay. auction for the bill. And and if you win, you uh, you uh, have to pay whatever you bid. Uh-huh. Uh, 
and the I guess, yeah that was that was it there was some other part but but she said the I, whenever I do this the twenty dollar bill never goes for less than twenty dollars and it's gone I guess up to thousands because oh people won't back down because if I guess if they if they I think that the catch is that if they lose, so if let's say you bid and let's say let's say we're having these characters bid, so let's say Isabel bids a dollar, uh-huh. uh, and then Felix bids two dollars. So if Felix wins, then Isabel would still have to pay her dollar. Uh, but let's say Chava gets in and he bids five dollars. So then if if no one bids above Chava, then Chava has to pay five dollars. He gets the bill. Felix still has to pay his $2. So then it would keep going. So the second highest bid also has to pay? Yes, but they don't get anything. Ah, okay. That's interesting. So then we get to the point where we're bidding $20 for the $20 bill. The person who bids 19 has bid their $19. And then, uh, but they don't want to pay $19 for getting nothing. So Uh then they bid $21. And so the person who has bid $20 is now going to pay $20, not get the bill, the person who pays $21 would still lose a dollar net, but it's less than they would lose if they had kept it at 19 So that's why it keeps going oh, up. Oh, okay. So now Chava is all into this thing, and it's, and no one else is, is, is really bidding on it. They're just supporting him because he made this decision, but he keeps going. Yes. But he could still get out of the contract, but then he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to have his association as this cool guy who got Ayator and still wants to hang out with Ayator yes, for he, some reason. He wants his pride. He wants he wants to be cool. And he wants to be buddies with someone who is not that interested in him. Yes. At the press conference, Chala presents Ayator with the number ten jersey. Ayator takes off his shirt, flexes his pectoral muscles, then puts on the and jersey. you hear all the cheerleaders go, Ooh! Mm-hmm. Chava is proud of himself. Felix is unhappy. Mm-hmm. Isabel tells the producer that she was shocked that control of the team was given to Chava, and she was the one that worked with her father. She thinks her brother should leave. Yes. Because the producer asked, do you mean you want Ayator to leave? She said, no, I want my brother I, to leave. I think he should leave, and asks for clarification. And she didn't say Chava, she said her brother. Mm-hmm. And then the sportscaster on the right thinks Isabel should run the team. The one on the left thinks they should wait and see what Ayator can do. <laughs> yes, good good sportscaster, bad sportscaster. The documentary ends, and unhappy Chava has been watching it with Mary Lou's and his two friends. His friends compliment his hair. <laughs> yes. That last scene was just great, and you see them sitting on the couch together, just kind of staring at the screen. Um, like they had sat down expecting to see a, a documentary about Aitor and ended up seeing a documentary about his uh, Chava's failed management of the crows. Yeah, the Cuervos. The Cuervos. Oh. I'm, I'm, re- I'm reading the subtitles, so they usually say crows in oh, the subtitles. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. Let's pause. You can have a thinky think about your... Oh, I've already thought. Okay, well, we can Let's pause. pause. Anyway. Okay, pause. Yes. So who is your most valuable player? Uh, my most valuable player is the uh, the, the documentarian. Oh. 
I don't remember his name. I don't know. You mean the producer? Yeah, the producer. It? Yeah, oh, I don't know his name either. And well, but even before I realized that, oh, that's the character who uh, who is making this documentary. Um, I liked how it was put together, and I liked how uh, how he put Isabel right in the front. She was the first interview. Like, he knew she was the most important, even though she wasn't the president. And then later he follows with uh, with Chava. Um, I like how... Uh, um, I like how, instead of just talking about uh, Aitor, he talked about the real story, which was what really made it interesting to us and what made it an episode in this show. Hmm. So, that's my MVP. Okay. What is you? Who is yours? Oh, I like the producer too. Uh, I did. I did like how the there was a whole story there with different perspectives and and uh, different people on different continents talking about this situation. Uh, my MVP is Felix, who is uh, shown to be holding the team together in such a time of. Disarray. Yeah, that's true. That somehow, somehow he is keeping everything running, even though Chava seems intent on uh, on destroying the team with his with his brilliant ideas that are <laughs> that are based on nothing but his gut instinct about what he thinks would be fun. Mm-hmm. Episode. Oh boy! Oh my Vol- volatility! Uh, and who is your least valuable player? Uh, my least valuable player. Uh, I'm gonna say um, I don't remember his name. Uh, Itor's manager, Fernando. <laughs> yes, he, he he got what he wanted a lot, but uh, he was he got on my nerves. <laughs> he got on your nerves. So he's least valuable. <laughs> Very valuable to Ayator. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Uh, I had another idea, but I forgot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, least valuable player. Uh, oh. hmm. I, I guess without. Because hmm. on the surface, it seems like it could be Isabel for. Um, or de- denigrating the president of her company uh, on national TV. However, it seems to be a strategic move. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say the least valuable player is Ayator because he has a terrible return on investment. Yes. And he doesn't really do much in this episode. Well, he doesn't do much at all. I mean, he 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 does win the game, but that's not in this episode, though. That's the next episode, or in between this episode and the next episode. I don't remember a game. Yeah, you know, there there wasn't a, there wasn't a game that was played. There was the pregame. Okay. And then he he said he's not going to come to that, so he wasn't there. Yeah. Um, but he's, he but he's, now he is costing the team more than his contract and then not he's he's costing them monetarily so he has his 30 million dollars over however long and now he's cost them the one house that was a perk 
And then another penthouse in Mexico City, which has to be millions of dollars. Uh-huh. And now he's angered the former captain of the team, who won't be playing as well. And what, there was something else. He did. Oh, and now he's hurting team morale by not showing up to practices or the pregame meeting. Yeah. So he's 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 costing them money and costing them value at the same time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now what are you looking forward to in the next episodes? Um, I'm looking forward to what happens next. I'm waiting to see. I'm I'm waiting to to see the other shoe drop with uh, with Mr. Ninja Stars. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, we, we, you know, we saw none of, absolutely none of him in this episode, but I'm sure he, we're going to see more about him soon. Mm-hmm. And also, it didn't really, not really related to this episode, just I've been thinking about it, um, thinking about what's going to happen next with Mary Lou's. And I'm kind of hoping that there's going to be a an alliance between Mary Lou's and Isabel in the future. What would that do? Well, I don't know. I just feel like there's potential for that because um, um, I think, I, you know, I suspect that, that, that her baby you know, really is uh, going to be their little brother. Uh, I think that her, her, uh, her claim on a third of the, of the family fortune is legitimate, but I don't think that she's just after the money. I think she actually cares about the team. Um, you know, she doesn't have the, uh, she doesn't have the, the knowledge or the skill or the talent that, uh, that Isabel does, but I think she actually does care about the team. And that's something that they have in common that they haven't, uh, uh, that hasn't been brought out yet. Mm. So I don't know if anything's going to happen about that, but I'm looking forward to see, seeing what does happen. Mm. Okay. That's it. What about you? I am looking forward to uh, Chava dealing with someone uh, finally telling the truth about his capabilities as president and what he does with that information. Oh, yes. Yes. And what she said to everyone in uh, in this episode, um, what are, what are going to be the consequences next time? Um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, and I'm also interested to see who's going to stand with her on that and who's going to stick with Chava. Mm-hmm. So, we'll find out. Okay. Thank you for listening to our episode. Uh, we will see you for the next episode, which is episode 9. All right. And goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.